Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, babies in their diapers, welcome to the Tiberia Show with your host, Tiberius Boy! That's me, Tiberius! Welcome to the Tiberius Show today, and I'm your host, Tiberius Boy! And as always, we're looking at various jobs and how they affect the world around us. Today's is going to be very interesting. We're going to talk to you about head crosser off bucket list items. So, do you have any idea what a head crosser off does? Well, neither do I. Let's find out. Let me introduce our next guest, the one, the only, the amazing Roger Williams. Thanks for having me, Tiberius. No problem. And thank you for being on the show. Okay, so yours is a head crosser off bucket list items. For some others that have no idea what that means, like me, can you explain it? Yeah, so basically what I do is I'm in the thought leader industry, which means that at some point in my life, I decided that I knew some stuff that I wanted to share with other people. And it happens to be basically about bucket lists and how to have a bucket list, how to create a bucket list, and how to manage it and cross things off of it. So that's basically what I do. I do that through... Uh, trying to uh, influence people to have a bucket list and I have a podcast. I've written a book. I go on other shows like yours mm -hmm. uh, to try to get people to see the value in that and how it can change their lives. So that's basically what I do. So this is like a dream list. Like when should people make their bucket list? So it's a little bit more of the dream list because for me, a bucket list is something that's actionable. You can actually do it or should do it. If you're creating a bucket list, you're putting yourself in a position to want to do those items. So 95% of the people in the United States would say they have a bucket list, but only 40% of the people actually have one written down and are crossing items off of it. So what I'm trying to do is get those 55% of people to actually engage with that list. Mm -hmm. So why is it called a bucket list? Well, the interesting thing is that that terminology hasn't been around a very long time. So there was a movie back in 2007 that was called The Bucket List. And that, according to Webster's Dictionary, is the first uh, instance of those terms ever being used. So most people you know, would say, okay, well, they're older than that. Yeah, I thought about things that I wanted to do before I died. But really, it didn't have that term until 2007. Mm. So basically, a, the idiom for a bucket list is basically that it's a it's a list of items that you want to do before you kick the bucket, so mm. to speak, before you before you die or pass away. Okay. So when did you know that this was the job for you? Wow. So in 2020, I um, was going to celebrate my 50th birthday, and I had uh, all these things off my bucket list in my head that I wanted to do and accomplish. And then we all kind of know what happened in 2020. Life kind of got squirrely and sideways. And so I wasn't able to do most of those things. Mm -hmm. I got depressed because of that. And at the end of 2020, I had a heart attack. <gasps> and so, yeah, so that was really what kind of uh, pushed me to say, okay, how do you want to be known for in your life? And I had this bucket list in my head. And I'm like, all right, I'm 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 done trying to maintain this in my, my head. I want to put it on paper and I want to start doing it. And through that, I just got really excited about it, learned some things about it that I don't think a lot of people talk about when they talk about bucket lists. And so I just wanted to go out and share those things with people and uh, get more people to tell their stories about their bucket list and, and 
get this kind of lifestyle um, as a way that people can find joy in their lives. Mm-hmm. So kind of tell me, how does it work? Do you just talk to people and tell them to do stuff they don't want to do or they do want to do? <laughs> yeah, no, my big thing is that the bucket list should be your list, right? If you go on Instagram, there's tons of what I would call bucket list influencers that show these grand uh, adventures and these escapes of all these things that they go out and do and travel and and whatnot and i am more about what is going to bring you joy and that should be what's on your list it doesn't have to be these massively expensive trips to Machu Picchu or to angkor wat in cambodia it's basically whatever brings you joy whatever you're passionate about that's what should go on your list and you should intentionally want to cross those items off mm-hmm well, aren't most bucket list items expensive? Like, how do you raise the money to do some of the larger items? Yeah, so to answer the first part of your question, um, it doesn't have to be, right? So on my bucket list, I had learned to play the ukulele. So that's a skill that I taught myself and still teaching myself today. Uh, and it didn't cost me much. It cost me like $75 to get a ukulele, and I used the internet to teach you know, some of the songs to myself. So it doesn't cost a lot. I have uh, someone that I know that uh, doesn't like to travel and doesn't like to, to spend a lot of money. And I said, okay, what are you into? And she said, well, I really like Thai food, but I, but it's really difficult to cook. And I mm. said, okay, make a list of 10 or 12 items that you want to learn to cook of Thai dishes and take one dish each month and learn how to cook it. All right. And then okay. once you believe, feel like you're successful to then cross it off. Um, so it doesn't have to be these big, huge things. Yeah. But if you, but if you are looking at something like the first item that I really crossed off my list was to walk the Camino de Santiago, which is a 700 kilometer, 800 kilometer trek across Northern Spain. It takes about 32 days. You know, I had to still pay my bills back home and I still had to eat and sleep when I was in Spain. So that trip was pretty expensive. I also had to fly there and yeah. do all those, those kinds of things. So for me, I just had created a budget. And then what I did was I went through and said, okay, how much money do I need to save each month to make sure that I have enough money to do that trip? So it doesn't, you know, if you have instantaneous cash and you're a millionaire like you are Tiberius, then, then people can just do stuff, but other people that don't have that money, you know, but you can do it and save and you can do it in smaller chunks. Um, another thing that I like to, to suggest to people is to stack their bucket list items. So my partner and I went to uh, Costa Rica to cross something off my bucket list, which was crash somebody's wedding. And so uh, while we were there, I did, we did a whole bunch of other things. Some things were on her list, some things were on my list, but we were able to stack those things on top of each other so that it didn't cost us so much. It's not like we were going to Costa Rica every couple of months to, to cross something off. We took the opportunity. We were there. We spent the money to get there. And that's how we, you know, saved some money by stacking multiple items like zip lining and going to hot springs and seeing, you know, a sloth and, you know, all those things yeah. that were on our list. It was just easier to, to lump them together and cross them all off at one time. Mm -hmm. Well, what's the best part about being a bucket list head crosser after? Yeah, for me, it's just really seeing people get excited and passionate uh, about bringing themselves joy. Uh, I love watching people um, be transformed 
through actually setting an intention for their bucket list and going out there and doing things. I love my podcast. Uh, it's so much fun to hear people's stories and to be able to share them with other people. Uh, I don't know how you all do it, but you know, I record several months in advance and then, uh, you know, a week before or so I'll sit down in my editing bay and start editing the episode up. And typically most times I'm like, Ooh, I don't remember this episode being that good. But then after I edited it, I'm like, Oh wow, this is awesome. So it's just fun to, to hear those stories and to learn about new things. Like there's the very first interview I ever did <clears throat> was someone that had crossed off the Camino de Santiago. And I ask all my guests, what's something else on your bucket list that you want to do? And she said, oh, I'm thinking about doing the 88 Temples track. And I was like, what's that? I've never heard of that. <laughs> you know? And she was like, oh, it's this island in Japan. And you walk around this outside of the island and there's 88 wow. temples and you stop at each one. And you know, it's like something brand new I'd never heard of before. Wow. So for, for me, that's like a, a huge benefit of doing this because I get to hear what other people are passionate about nice. and hopefully get to share that with others and the way that they crossed it off and the transformation that happened. My goal is to inspire and empower people to, to live out their lists. And so any way I can do that, I love to do. That's nice. Now, here seems like a good time to take a quick commercial break. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. Aw, Dad, my computer's slow again and I can't play my games. Call your computer solutions today and we will scan for viruses and clean that computer up remotely and make it fast again. Our phone number is 407-826-0810. Thanks, Dad. My computer's fast again. Now I can do my homework. Thanks for calling your computer solutions at 407-826-0810. And we are back here talking with Roger Williams. Roger helps people cross off items on their bucket list. So, Roger... We now know what a bucket list is and that you help people cross items off of it. Can you give some examples of items that you've done? Yeah, I've gotten knuckle tattoos, uh, which were on my bucket list for a really long time. Uh, I walked the Camino de Santiago, like I said, and I'm currently working on crossing all 50 states, uh, having visited them off my list. So I'm wow. down to two, down to two. The average American which visits ones? 12. I have a I have Alaska and uh, North Dakota. North Dakota, yeah. So uh, those are the last two, and the average American visits about twelve in their lifetime. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. I'm, I should accomplish that this year. I'm hoping. Good. Okay. Wow, that is amazing. Well, how do you decide which items to do first? So part of uh, what I try to uh, excuse me. Part of what I try to help people understand is that setting an intention for your bucket list is a great way to set yourself up for success. And so the intention on my bucket list is that uh, I build community that might be new people I meet or it's uh, building community with people that are, I have existing relationships with. And so for me, those are kind of the items that I move towards. Uh, that first off is to say, okay, am I, am I 
going to meet new people or am I going to do this with somebody that, that I love and want to spend time with? And that's really how I decide how to cross items off my bucket list. But okay. people do it for all different reasons. Some people do it um, because they don't have a lot of money. So they start with the small items first, save up money while they're doing those smaller items that cost less and they're less time consuming and then work their way up mm -hmm. to larger ones. Some people like me, after my heart attack, I had to do something major. I had to go out and travel to Spain in the middle of a pandemic and walk for 32 days uh, to, to show myself that I can do whatever I want to do. So it just depends on who you are and what your, what your needs are um, as far as how you cross items off your list. It could be the one you're most passionate about. Like I've always wanted to do whatever. And you say, okay, I'm going to do this one because this is the one that's most important to me. Mm -hmm. Now, other people tell you that their bucket list uh, what are some of the coolest items that people have told you about? Oh, well, I've uh, had somebody talk to me about uh, getting Arnold Schwarzenegger's autograph. And uh, he's back in public view now with his show on Netflix. So wow. that, you know, he, that's something that he was passionate about. I had somebody that um, went to Angkor Wat in Cambodia to take a picture at the sunrise of the temples there. And that was a really interesting conversation because... There's this, you know, there's the Instagram picture and then there's the real picture. And so she talked about there were just like hundreds of hundreds of people there. And when the sun rose over the temple, all these cameras just started clicking and buzzing and whirling and everything. And she said, it kind of took away a little bit from the moment. So, yes, we can see these amazing pictures online of, of that. But at the same time, you know, there's so many people doing it that it kind of took a little bit away from her. So that was a really interesting conversation because that's something I've always I've always wanted to do. So for her to be vulnerable and talk real about it was was really cool to me. Uh, and then uh, there was a gentleman that he had on his bucket list that he wanted to um, mend his relationship with his estranged daughter. Right. And that's not doesn't cost a lot of money. It's a lot of work, probably. Yeah. But not but not money and not time probably sometime, but, but it's, it's not one of these big, huge, massive trips. Right. Yes. And I think that that's one of the major things. If you go back to that, when we talked about originally about where the bucket list came from and that movie, they went on all these amazing trips, right? They did, mm -hmm. they did all these things where they went to the top of the pyramids and they drove race cars and they went to um, Tibet and they, you know, to see Mount Everest. They did all these things. But, you know, at the end of that movie, the thing that mattered most and the thing that was on their bucket list that was most impactful to them to cross off before they died was fixing those relationships with their family. So, you know, it, again, it goes back to I'm more of a thought leader of that I want to help people reach their own goals instead of saying, Hey, buy my product or buy, you know, yes, I have stuff to sell and, and yes. services that people can purchase. But at the end of that, it's not like I want them to wear that or to go to that place. What I want is for their lives to be changed and transformed. And through this idea of finding their, their own joy through a bucket list. And so for mm -hmm. me, that's really what's most important. Okay. So can anyone start working on their bucket list? Even a kid? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's one of the greatest things that I've uh, been able to watch over the last two or three years is that, you know, my generation, my parents' generation, they just worked all the time, right? They worked until they were 65, 67 years old. And then if they had any time left, then they started crossing those items off. And I've just been blown away by um, the millennials and Gen Z that they're really embracing this lifestyle early. 
and they're saying, okay, I want to be known for these things. I want to, my life to matter the whole time, not just the last 10 years or whatever. And so they're actually putting this into a lifestyle where they can say, okay, I'm going to do these things. I'm not going to wait. And that just brings me a lot of joy that, because that's what I want for people. I, I don't want people to wait. So yeah, a, a young person can start a, a bucket list at any age um, for anything they want. And it's, you know, for me, um, that can change over time as you mature and you grow. You may not, you know, you may not want to, you know, see the mascot of some sports team. That may not be your thing uh, as you get to be older, but it's okay. Your, your list can change. Mm-hmm. So do you change what's on your list? And if so, how often? Yeah. So for me, a bucket list should be a living document, right? It means it should be always constantly changing, which so you can put things on your list and cross them off. You can um, take things off your list if you don't want to do them anymore, or you can add new things to it. And that can happen whenever you want. I typically like every three months, I like to just take a, a hard look at it. You know, it's on my window, on my, excuse me, it's on my mirror in my bathroom. So every morning I see it, every every night I see it before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. But for me, I really take the list down, you know, and rewrite it every about three or four months. Uh, that way I keep it up to date. Um, but sometimes, you know, I'll get an idea or I'll hear somebody else say something or I'll see something and I'll be like, or remember something and be like, oh yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll just run into the bathroom and put it on, you know, just scribble it on there um, right when I think about it. And that's, again, that's one of the major things I would recommend for folks is to really, you know, the first thing you got to do, you got to write it down. Remember the 95 and the 40%, you know, don't be in that 95 because we all deal with so much stuff all the time, all day long, trying, whether it's school, work or whatever it is. So to try to keep this extra thing or this side thing, you know, alive in your head it competing with so much other stuff that if you just write it down or put it on a document in your computer or on your phone or whatever it is for you, I think most people should at least try to write it down, you know, on a piece of paper with a pen at least once. Um, but that way you get it down and, and you can go back to it and you can say, okay, this is where I'm going next on this list. Mm-hmm. Well, does it help to look at that list naked in the bathroom? Of course. Um, not most of the time, usually I have a towel, you know, so I'm trying not to, you know, there might be some scary things there for me that I'd be like, oh gosh, now I don't want to do those things (laughs) or I'm out of shape and can't do this. So, um, yeah, it's more of just in the bathroom so that I know I see it multiple times. It's not hidden away in a book or hidden away in a notebook or on my phone and I don't see it, but yeah. So why has this project been so much of a passion for you? Yeah, I just really think that it's one of the hardest things that we can do for ourselves is bring ourselves joy, right? So often we tend to rely on other people to do that for us. And it typically doesn't really work out when we depend on other people for that. And so for me, you know, some people think that you're taking items out of the bucket and you're you're doing them and they're gone, right? But for me, the bucket is where you put those experiences and keep them. And so for me, filling that bucket up with those experiences and my joy, eventually, as I've done this, the joy spills over, right? The bucket gets so full, it can't hold anymore. And then I become a better parent. I become a better partner. I become a better husband. I become a better worker. I become a better friend, right? That when when I'm full of joy, when I, and my life has um, direction, meaning, and, and I have passion, 
that spills over into all my relationships and I'm a huge person about community. And so for me, it's, it's not a selfish activity because really when you do those things for the right reasons and you're full of joy, that just spills over into everybody else. Mm-hmm. Now you have a podcast about crossing off stuff on your list. Well, can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So I started the podcast before I left on my trip for Spain in 2021 uh, kind of left it. And then uh, when I got back from the trip, uh, started at full war. I love storytelling. I love the podcast format that it's long form storytelling. And I love to hear people's stories and get people's stories told. And so I just figured when I was going through my transformation of accepting this bucket list lifestyle that probably some other people out there doing this too. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to just, I didn't just want to sit there and talk about it. I wanted to hear other people's stories and share those stories with other people. So mm-hmm. I have one guest. I have one guest on the show each episode. I drop two episodes a week. Nice. Each guest, each guest talks about one item they've crossed off their list. And we talk and focus on that. We talk about why they wanted to do it, how they did it and how it transformed them. Uh, and you know, that is really the essence of the show. And I think it's really helpful for people, even if you don't want to drive a race car or you don't yeah, <laughs> want yeah. to um, go to Valencia, Spain, right? If those, those aren't things on your list, even if you listen to the show, you still get a sense of how those people came to that determination that it was something yeah. they wanted to do, what the process was like for them to cross that item off and how it transformed them. And I think those are all things that can empower and inspire other people, even if it's not the same bucket list item that you want to do, that it will give you some resources to say, okay, I can do it too, or I can do this thing that I'm yeah. passionate about. Okay. So what is one of the best reasons to start on your list now? Yeah, because life, you don't know what life's going to bring you, right? We, none of us, uh, a friend of mine calls it um, the best by date, right? <laughs> Your life is best by this date. And we don't know what that is. We don't, most of yeah, us aren't given that. we don't know what the date that. is. Yeah, we don't know what the date is. And so whether you're 12 or you're 53, right, there, there's no better time to start than now because you just don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, this is this is the life we've been given and you should want to, to have it be as joyful as possible. And one of the best ways to do that is to do things that, that make you excited and make you happy. Mm-hmm. Now my dad changed a lot of his life after he was in the hospital with COVID. Do most people build their list after a medical issue? Yeah, I think unfortunately, you know, like for my case and for your dad's, the, yeah, that happens a lot. And so again, it goes back to your previous question, right? When, you know, can you start now? And the answer is yes, because you don't want to be put in a position where a heart attack comes and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, what am I doing with my life? Figure it out now, figure out what brings you joy and don't let, you know, your job or your, or your work where your schooling be everything that you're known for, right? You, we all have a lot of time in our lives that we can do things that we're passionate about and that we enjoy and that bring us joy. And so we should want to live that way instead of just knocking out the hours on the clock, uh, doing the work. And then, you know, maybe mm-hmm. hopefully one day, maybe someday, possibly these things that could bring you immense joy in your life, um, go by us and, and pass up and we never get there. Mm-hmm. 
So how can a kid listening start making your list right now? Yeah, so the first thing that I do is is tell people, what is your intention for your list, right? Why do you have this list? What's your why? Um, why do you want it? And, and there could be hundreds of reasons, like you want to get out of your bubble or you want to expand your knowledge. Or for me, it's community. Like there can be many, many different reasons, but figure out that why. And then as you get that why, you can say, okay, if community is my my intention for my list, then what are some of the things I can do to, to foster building community? Whether again, whether it's with someone that I've known for 40 years, like my best friend who I'm taking a trip with in a, in a couple months, or it's, you know, meeting new people like I did on the Camino, right? So for me, mm -hmm. those were, it was easy to start creating that list. If people don't really have that why, I would say, what are you, I would ask, what are you passionate about? Right. What gets you fired up? What are you, what, you know, so like for you, Tiberius, I know it's bowling, right? You're, yeah, you, that's you true. Love bowling, right. So what are some things, what are some events? What are some, who are some people? What are some of the things centered around bowling that you could create a bucket list about? Like what are some of the, if you could do anything regarding bowling, what would that be? Right. Get a 300 in bowling. Okay. So the that's the max take score some work. you can get. I know. That's that's takes some work. It means you gotta go bowling all the time and that's cool. Which is uh, what I've been doing. Yeah. And yeah, and but you can do that. You can make yeah. that. What are some of the other things? Like what is there a PBA event that's like top of your list that um, you'd love to go see? Trying to win a national tournament. I okay. have one coming up, so there you go. Yeah. Or it's people I know you interviewed a bowler one time. Yep, the best bowler in the world. Okay, so that you could put that on your list. Like, just for me, it's uh, like professional wrestling is a big deal for me. Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoy professional wrestling, always have. My dad was into it, my son's into it. It's a kind of a family thing. And so, like, there's a lot of things on my bucket list that just center around um, going and seeing shows with my son or uh, in specific places like Mexico City, uh, Arena Mexical. It's one of the you know most widely, worldly known. Lucha Libre venues in the world. Like, I just want to go see a show there. I just want to go and have fun and be in that environment and, and just experience that. So it's easy for me to put stuff on the, on my list that I'm passionate mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. So what's the hardest part about doing this type of work? Oh, for me, it, it has to be uh, people understanding the difference between a thought leader and an influencer. Right. So mm -hmm. like I said, a thought leader wants to move people, you know, whether it's through books, media or, or uh, courses or you know, coaching or whatever it is for them to change their lives and do something. An influencer really is using their celebrity, if it is that, uh, to get people to buy something, you know, yes. uh, for, for somebody else. Right. They're peddling a product for somebody else. And so there's a big difference for me in that and that I don't, uh, my social media presence, I don't have a lot of huge, massive trips every, every day. I'm not posting every day, these grand adventures because that's not my intent. I don't want people to get FOMO, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that, like that's the last thing I want. I don't want people to get FOMO or the fear of missing out. What I want people to do is, is to, to order their lives around their list so that they can have joy and they're not missing out. So that's probably the hardest thing for me to kind of, get people to see especially in the social media environment mm -hmm. so what's the craziest thing that's happened while you were doing your passion oh geez how how uh how racy can we get yeah so for me i think one of the craziest things that i've ever been experienced was crashing a wedding uh, i flew to costa rica to do it 
and I had a friend, uh, two friends actually that were getting married that I met on the Camino that were from the United States who decided that they were going to have a, a destination wedding, small 50 people with their family. And I knew about it because we had talked about it on the Camino. And so, uh, my partner and I flew down there, um, and we showed up at the at the reception um, halfway through, and uh, they said it was the greatest surprise that they've gotten. It was the greatest gift they got at That's the wedding good. was for us to show up. So that was pretty crazy because it was at a very exclusive resort in Costa Rica, and so wow. we, yeah, so so we had to like there was security and you know valets and the the reception was down a, like a ravine, like a hill, like you couldn't even take yeah. a, a golf cart down there like you had to be driven down so we weren't on the guest list we were you know, so we had to do all these things making friends with the valets and all this kind of stuff so that, that we can make it happen so and it all worked out and the bride screamed at the top of her lungs when she saw us and the groom's face was just deadpan like he just like did not know what was going on he was like what is happening right now and so uh yeah that was super fun and and really kind of a james bondy kind of thing to, to accomplish so yeah yeah so who can you say was the person to help drive your passion the most? You know, thankfully, it's my partner, Ruth. Um, we've been together about five years now, and I was married for 25 years before that. And she has really uh, been a strong partner for me that has said, okay, you want to do it? Go do it. And and sometimes very crazy situations, I'll say, hey, I want to do this. And she's like, well, okay. Um, and just having that mindset that she does of support, um, is just absolutely phenomenal to me that I have somebody that's willing to, um, let me go, <laughs> let go of the leash and say, okay, go out and do that. So yeah, she's been the biggest supporter. For mm -hmm. sure. So what advice would you give to my listeners if they wanted to grow up and be a crosser offer? Yeah. So if you're interested in being in the thought leader space, you know, experience stuff, go out and experience the world, um, ask questions. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Ted Lasso, uh, the TV series. And in, in there, there's a quote that he uses from Walt Whitman that says, you know, be curious, not judgmental. And I think that that, if you're looking to get it in a place where you can, um, mm -hmm. impact people's lives, um, and inspire them and empower them, that you've got to be authentic about who you are and that you need to uh, be really, really curious about mm -hmm. everything around you. Well, what message do you want to tell children all over the world about doing the work that you do? Yeah, uh, whatever it is that you do, you have fun and make it you know your, your passion uh, in life to accomplish whatever it is that you're excited about. And don't just settle. Go out there and figure out how to make an impact and, and do it. And don't take no. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break to pay some bills. So you want to make an ad for your company, right? Yeah, Tiberius. You want to help me? Okay, so what's the name of the company? PPWND. PP what? Professional Pressure Washing and Detailing. So you like clean driveways? Yeah, like that. We pressure wash commercial buildings and semi-truck and trailers. So how would someone get a hold of you? Uh, they can visit my site at ppwnd.com or call me at 407-900-7793. So I just tell them to call you at 407-900-7793 or visit ppwnd.com? Yeah, Tiberius, you got it. Cut! That's a wrap! 
Just use that. The Tribeo Show would like to thank Boggy Creek Airboat Adventures for being one of our sponsors. I got to go on an airboat and saw a real gator. I even got to go to the gem mine and mine for some gems. We ate a steak dinner at the restaurant and even got some gator rights. If you want to have a blast with the entire family, I suggest you go to www.bcairboats.com right now to get your tickets today. The website again is bcairboats.com. And we are back with Crosser Offer Roger Williams. Well, Roger, I love asking about AI and how it can help with people's jobs. Mm. Well, do you think AI can help with crossing off items off a year list? Yeah, I think there's a lot of the ways that AI can help you out in that. You know, you can just straight up ask it questions about, you know, when ChatGPT, like what are the top bucket list items for this passion that I have? Like for me, it would be professional wrestling. What would be good bucket list items for that? And it'll give you a list. Uh, I think there's also ways you can use it as far as um, – budgeting uh, items off your list how much is this going to cost how much is a plane ticket to spain how much is a plane ticket to costa rica how much is our airbnbs those kind of things so i think there's good ways to use it for me personally i use it on my podcast to write the show notes uh, which is something that used to take me a long time and now it doesn't take me as long to do that process Uh, and and you know it's probably not a lot of people that you know spend a lot of time going through the show notes but yeah, you know, for me, it's it's a way to cut down on some of the time. There's also other people that I know use AI to actually mm-hmm. edit their podcasts. I don't do that um, mostly because I enjoy uh, the yeah. editing process as part of storytelling. So, okay. so for me, that's something I ne- wouldn't necessarily do. Maybe one day, if I you know give it over to somebody else to pay them to do it, and they use AI, that's fine. But for me, I, yeah, yeah, you know, I like telling the story. Got it. So my dad said that you took a gap year. Can you explain mm-hmm. what that means? Yeah, so a gap year is traditionally a year that uh, European students take between high school and university um, to kind of find themselves or figure out what they're interested in. Um, and it's very much a thing that is uh, promoted inside their system to, to tell students. And even at Harvard, if you get accepted to Harvard in the United States, they send a letter to every incoming freshman and they have since 1975 that says, if you would like to take a gap year, we will honor your admissions for the following year. So a gap year can be a very, very strategic thing to help you understand, you know, there's so much push. You got to go to college, you got to go to college, you got to go to college. And college is a great thing. But if you don't know really what you're into or want to do or you, what you're passionate about, taking a gap year can be good. So for me, it was an adult gap year. I'm 50, I was 51 years old at the time. And I kind of knew who I was and what I wanted. It's just I was trying to catch up on some things that I hadn't done. So mm. I took a three-month uh, trip to Costa Rica, Spain, Italy, Israel, and the yeah. United Kingdom. So you know, the, I hadn't done a lot of that international at least in Europe, I hadn't done a lot of that international travel. And so yeah. for me, that was super important. And so I needed to take some time off to do that. Mm-hmm. So how did your family feel about you taking them the entire year off? Yeah. So my partner was a little skeptical at first um, because of financial stuff, but I basically raided my retirement fund and said, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I would rather spend it now than, 
you know, later on down the road, <laughs> you know, have it or, or leave it to someone else. The, all yeah. my people are going to be fine. I know that. So I, I could do that. Um, but once I kind of laid out the plan for her, she was like, okay, um, this sounds like a plan. And then uh, the biggest, the next biggest person for me was my father. Uh, even at 51 years old, uh, I still uh, was a little concerned about how my dad would feel about it. And he was very conservative person, didn't do a lot of traveling till he was older. And so he just literally said, yeah, you, you got to do that. You yeah. have to honor, honor what you want okay. and you know, it'll work out. So what's the biggest mistake you ever made and how did it change as a person? Wow. Um, hmm. I, I would say not starting this lifestyle earlier right that that's probably one of the biggest mistakes i made um i wish i would have been traveling and bring myself more joy uh it may have saved my marriage uh, probably would have been maybe a better employee and those are the kind of things that i look back at and go okay i, I wish i'd started earlier even with the podcast right you've been doing this for like five years tiberius you, yeah you're, you're way ahead of me. Like I just did my 110th episode. So wow. I, I, have a, I have a lot to catch up for with, for, with you. You're, you're the pro you got the 10,000 hours. And so I wish I had started that earlier. Um, and have been on that, that track sooner. And maybe mm -hmm. if I had kind of embraced the bucket list lifestyle earlier on, uh, that may have happened. So that's probably the biggest thing is that I just waited. I feel like I waited too long to really start okay. bringing myself joy. Mm -hmm. Then can you tell me that one story You know remember this is a kid show The one story well That you're not supposed to tell me about Come on you can tell me mm. uh, Wow what, As regards to bucket list stuff Uh, Anything Yeah Let me think Oh well, if it's if it's anything, uh, when I was in high school, my buddy lost a bet with some friends, and the bet was for donuts, and so uh, he wasn't happy about it. He had to get these donuts for his friends. So I said, "Hey, after school, I'll go get donuts with you." And so we went to the grocery store and bought donuts. We bought chocolate eclairs, and I said, "Hey, we gotta get one more thing." And so we went to the over-the-counter pharmaceutical section and we bought Xlax. And we took the donuts and the X-Lax back to my house. We melted the X-Lax down on top of the donuts. And then he gave them to him the next day. So um, I don't tell that story a lot. Uh, <laughs> I probably should have used a little bit better judgment. But uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was one, of the, one of the biggest, craziest things I've done in my lifetime. Uh, both those guys uh, left school after first, before first period ended, I think. Because so, they scarfed those donuts down. So yeah, don't lose any bets to me. <laughs> well is there anything else you think my listeners should know about you no uh no just that i hope that they all go out and find what brings them joy and go out and do it right and if it doesn't bring you joy get rid of it it's it's not worth it uh, you need to you need to focus on joy so that you can spread joy um you know fill yourself up it's kind of like the old uh, airplane seatbelt adage, right? Or the masks, right? And the masks fall down out of the yeah. ceiling. You got to put yours on first before you can help elderly or young people. And so, you know, if you're not filling yourself up with joy, it's going to be hard to, to help other people do that too. Mm -hmm. Well, do you have a Facebook or website for my listeners to follow you? 
Yeah, well, you can listen to the podcast anywhere uh, you listen to Tiberius, and it's called Crossing It Off, real simple. And if you want to get more information about me or about the show or ways I help people cross things off their bucket list, you can go to crossingitoffpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Well, what is that one question that you think I forgot to ask you? Oh, wow. Uh what was my what was my favorite bucket list item? Well, what was it? Mm. Um, it was probably I spent a day in London going around visiting Ted Lasso filming locations for the show. Wow, uh, and that was that was something you know. So many times, you know, when we as Americans, when we say we're going overseas, anybody else that's gone overseas always has like a list of ten things that you have to do, and that's like not me at all, right? My mom was like, "Oh, you're going to London, you got to go to the museums, and you got to go to Buck- you know Buckingham Palace." And I'm like, "I don't want to do any of those things. What I want to do is find every punk rock, you know, legendary punk rock club I can and, and, go, and go see it." And then I spent a whole day visiting Ted Lasso uh, filming locations, and it was just. It was the best day of my three months. Uh, my the smile on my face just hurt afterwards because I was just so excited to be there, uh, and so happy to just be connected to it in some way. Good. And that, that that's what that's what really brought me joy. So yeah, that was that was a really good day for me. Amazing story. Well, thank you so much, Roger, for being my special guest. Can you stick around for Math Corners? Oh yeah. The Tiberius Show would like to thank one of their dedicated sponsors, Custom Designs Orlando. These guys are on Mills Avenue and do all sorts of stuff, ranging from photo ID badges, engraved signs, custom braille ADA signs, vinyl lettering to trophies and awards. The cool part about Custom Designs is they can ship products all over the United States. You can reach them at 407-898-0373 and tell them that Tiberius sent you. Tiberius' favorite subject, it's Math Corners! And thank you, Roger, for helping me with Math Corners. This week, we're doing some more multi-step word problems. My dad is always good at finding new problems for me to solve. Today, we're going to talk about stickers. Okay. Well, Rebecca loves stickers, and she had 18 stickers in her collection. She bought 21 stickers from a store in the mall and got 24 stickers for her birthday. Then Rebecca gave three of her stickers to her sister and used 36 to decorate a greeting card. How many stickers does Rebecca have left? Well, first is a real world problem because we do know that stickers are fun to collect. So, to solve this, you, you first have to figure out how much was added and then subtract the ones used. So, you start with the 18 she already has and then the 21 from the store and then you get 39. And then you add the 24 from her birthday and then you get 63 then subtract the 3 from the sister and then you're down to 60. Subtract the 36 from the greeting card and then you get 24. So, she only has 24 stickers left. Okay. So, Roger... Do you ever have to collect stickers when you were a kid? Yeah, I collected what they called wacky packy stickers that came in like a wax pack. You know, they were almost like bubblegum cards, like baseball card size. Mm. And they had stickers and they were parodies of pop culture stuff. So like there was a garbage pail kid and there was all these different uh, kinds of weird and gross kind of stuff. So, yeah, I remember collecting those. Mm hmm. Well, my teacher said that I would use math every day. Do you use math in your work? 
Yeah, I do. A lot of it has to do with, you know, finances, working through, you know, sales, those kind of things, as well as just when I edit the podcast, I definitely use math as far as timing and making sure the cuts are right and making sure I follow under a certain time frame. And then just budgeting my own bucket list items, you know, as far as how much money I have, and how much money I don't have, and you know, making sure that that I can accomplish those tasks. Yeah, budgeting is is a big math part of my world. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Roger, for your help with Math Corners. Oak Ridge Gun Range is a family-oriented shooting range that has been in business for over 30 years. They specialize in basic firearm training and offer numerous services such as consignments, gun trades, gunsmithing, and concealed weapon classes. I even got my training for gun safety at Oak Ridge Gun Range. Great customer service and firearm safety is what they do best. So find out more at OakRidgeGunRange.com. And now it's time for the Heart of a Lion. As you know, we talk about the qualities of living by the Heart of a Lion, which stands for leadership, integrity, obedience, and nobility. This week, we're going to talk about nobility. For me, I think nobility is remembering we are God's special possessions and acting in a noble way, showing courage and honor, and the qualities of nobility are goodness, virtue, honor, generosity, and selflessness. So, this week, I noticed a lady on the bus gave her seat to another person. This was odd because this lady was pregnant, so she really needed to be sitting. But she was selfless and gave her seat to the older lady. The lady was thankful, and this was a good example of goodness and generosity. So, Roger, did you see her use nobility at all this week? Yeah, I did. I think that generosity and uh, selflessness came into play. I interviewed somebody for a different podcast that's a pretty well-known person and uh i asked them if i could give their name to some other people uh who also run podcasts so a lot of times in podcasting we you know we get a good interview and we hold on to it and we we don't want to share that person and so for for me it was more of okay this person could really make an impact on these other people's show and instead of holding on to it i I wanted to give it away Mm mm-hmm well, of all of the Heart of a Lion virtues, which is the one that you see the most? Probably selflessness. And that's the one that I choose. That's the one that I want to see in other people that I meet and, and become friends with, um, that mm-hmm. they can think outside themselves is huge. Mm-hmm. Well, we should always try and rely on strong in everything we do. Over 40 years, Lighthouse Central Florida has provided education, independent life skills, and job training to thousands of Central Floridians who live with blindness or any degree of vision loss. Whether it's picking out clothes in the morning or just moving around your community and serving Orange, Seminole, and Osceola counties, contact Lighthouse Central Florida at 407-898-2483 or visit them online at lighthousecfl.org. And that's our show, folks. I want to thank the one, the only, the amazing Roger Williams for being on my show. Oh, thank you, Tiberius. This has been a blast. I appreciate it. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome. No problem. It's been so much fun talking to you today. I think we learned a lot about making a bucket list and crossing items off of it. Well, do you mind giving your social media and website again? 
Yeah, so you can find me uh, on my website. It's the best place to go. All the socials are there as well. And you can go to uh, crossingitoffpodcast.com and it, you'll find everything about me, my services, and the show there. Sweet. And also, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at the Tybu Show. And I would like to thank WWPR 1490 AM, KINT 98, Soul Radio 24-7, Easy Way TV, and all the other stations that air on my show. Please be sure to visit the Tybu Show on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. Roger, are you subscribed yet? I am. I, I press the button for sure. Oh, and be sure to leave a comment and tell me what you think of my latest episode. Also, be sure to listen to us next week on the Tiberius Show with your host, Tiberius Boy!